Hello everyone. Welcome back to another super insightful episode of the Mar Techno Beat, a specially curated podcast series powered by Netcore Cloud. Here's where you gain cutting-edge insights from leading marketers, product champions and martech influencers on all things user growth, customer engagement, digital transformation and personalization. I'm your host Neeraj Manivannan and on this episode I am joined by Chandan Mahajan, the co-founder and the CEO at Dotconnect. So Chandan is a seasoned business strategy and growth leader with over 20 years of experience in the retail and consumer industry. A retailer by birth and an entrepreneur at heart, Chandan has worked with the best names in the retail and consumer industry and he's helped clients in their business and technology transformation initiatives while creating foundations for them to operate with greater speed, simplicity and personalization. Welcome Chandan we're delighted to have you on board with us today. Thanks for the kind words Neeraj pleasure to be here. Thank you thank you once again Chandan. Uh so to the listeners in this episode Chandan will be sharing his inputs on the evolution of the retail and the e-commerce space over the last few years with a few insights on the growth as well. Uh so let me head into our uh, first question of the discussion here just to set an insight. uh so how how is build by partner strategy reshaped over the last year and a half and how is the global startup ecosystem becoming a growth catalyst for e-commerce brands so you know you've heard us earlier talking about the dominism on steroids uh, you know phase that the retail and consumer industry is uh, experiencing and why we say that is because we're seeing two big shifts happening uh, you know in the space right one is just the entire disintermediation of business that's really going on across the world uh, in terms of how you know uh, data and uh, commerce is getting democratized and second is the serious attention that the startup ecosystem is now starting to get across mm-hmm. the world right whether it's from the enterprises or from the investors and what we see is the you know this pandemic and the whole situation that the entire world has seen in the last 18 24 months has really uh, built a need where uh you know the startup community is no longer just a nice to have community right you know it, it is becoming more mainstream uh mm-hmm. it's getting serious interest from uh, you know from the investors and customers and that is the the trend and the shift that really prompted us to create this uh, a very serious open innovation ecosystem uh you know as dotconnect and that's when dheeraj and i and our core team uh, left our corporate careers and started uh, dotconnect and we are looking at how you know they were looking at the list of unicorns and the sunicorns as well as they call it now in terms of in the startup community as they're getting attention how can we help them scale globally so now when you see from a enterprise side enterprises are looking for structured innovation they're looking for some very disruptive solutions and this is these are the inherent strengths of what the startups always do right that they are built and designed around being agile being nimble and you know ready uh, uh, disrupting the status quo and that's the combination we are very excited about right in terms of how we can bring global startup and tech solutions you know to enterprises and help both sides drive enterprise innovation growth yeah so uh, i think the startup ecosystem is really booming over the last uh, decade i think it's combining with the e-commerce space as well with the retail space as well and this uh, synergy would be something that uh, we would really love to see uh, transform over the next few years uh so uh, on on the shift of the channel dynamics in a post covid world how are brands uh, harnessing growth and delivering personalized customer experiences on offline and online 
Sure, sure. See, one trend that we are starting to see big time uh, is, uh, you know, the focus on direct-to-consumer, uh, D2C, uh, as yeah. many people call it, right? And, you know, we, we feel that we are now getting into almost like the age of D2C. It's almost like a gold rush. Uh, you yes. see that world over, you've seen a, a big upswing in Indian market, where Indian market is, uh, you know, now seem to be almost like a $100 billion D2C opportunity in terms of the market size and potential in the next four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's multiple fold of that uh, when it comes to the global environment. So what we see is in that gold rush, uh, you know, one thing that will continue to become very uh, critical is your proximity to the consumer. Mm. Because, you know, if there's one inherent advantage and uh, strategic benefit that a D2C business brings to a retailer or a consumer company or a digital native brand is that they connect with the customer directly. They have access to the data. So the relationship and, you know, the view or of the demand signal or the internet signal is very tight. And how customers or how brands can leverage that in terms of driving their personalized experience and that connection and building that community is very important. And those are some of the signals we're seeing. And we have seen enough examples, right? So whether it's, um, you know, most of many of the uh, uh, cosmetics company, you have examples like Harry's Razors, who have looked at customer feedback and the demand signals to introduce some of those feedback into their new mm. product introduction. Mm. And I think that that's something, and we're seeing many such examples starting to come up in India where a lot of the healthcare focused, health consumer health focused brands are coming uh, based on some of the data they're capturing and the feedback they are able to record. But I think we, we will start to see much more examples like that where uh, you know brands will start to, you know, uh, in addition to their other KPIs, will start to look at voice of the customer, the customer feedback and the intent signals even more closely, uh, you know, for their uh, product introduction, for pivoting their strategy when it comes to marketing and engagement and also global scale. Yeah, great, great points. Those I think uh, taking the customer's view, mm-hmm. like voice of the customer, I think would be very important for brands to keep scaling because they need to cater to what the customer requirements and demands are at the end of the day, right? So, uh, but just on that D two C point, <laughs> what what's special about D two C? If you could just get into that a little bit more and highlight uh, why is this gaining so much of prominence over the past few years. See, I think one trend that we're seeing is it's also the just the consumer sentiment, right? I, I think uh, the consumers world over want to engage with brands, um, you know, uh, because they give them much more than just fulfilling a transaction. So it is no mm-hmm. longer for many, right? You see there are many studies out there on the millennials, on the conscious consumers, right, who look for much more meaning in that relationship outside of just a good price or a product which arrives, mm-hmm. right? So. Customers are looking at a blend of experience, personalization, and value, and also some sort of a, you know, something that uh, resonates with their ethos. And that's why you see a lot of new brands, right? Uh, they, they have some element of uh, diversity, sustainability uh, built into their core brand DNA and the message, right? And this is, you know, this is one aspect we're seeing where most of the D2C brands are building communities, right? So it's almost like, how can you turn your customer into more like a micro-influencer? Right. Right. And how right. do you really bring that, uh, you know, uh, bring those communities of like-minded people together? Mm. So I think those are some of the trends that we've seen has really lifted the, you know, the focus on, uh, you know, D2C brands. And we're seeing even, uh, you know, companies like uh, PepsiCo and Nestle's who've launched D2C brands in a matter of weeks uh, in the height of the pandemic, just to capitalize on that trend, right? Because when the traditional, uh, you know, retail avenues and distribution and supply chains were disrupted, uh, this was one way to, you know, capture the voice of the customer and capture the need of the customer 
and really mm. use this, uh, you know, I would say crisis as an opportunity to build a very direct and deep connection with their customer. And that's what a lot of these successful brands have done. Amazing. So uh, given the shift in these uh, expectations and customer engagement, uh, what practices are becoming obsolete in marketing and uh, what would be the art and science behind this new transformation, uh, especially in terms of D2C? Sure. No, that's an important question. See, I think in our way, uh, in our view, what we've seen is so far, many of the companies, uh, you know, because as the brands or companies become large, they tend to be very silos, uh, right, in how business engages, how a marketing or a digital marketing teams function. So we believe going forward, a very siloed approach of how you look at your customer or how you look at your data and how you look at uh, making sense of the data, you know, that siloed approach, you know, will not work anymore. And hmm. we have seen enough examples where, you know, brands have lost customers, they've seen more churn, they have really faltered on their ability to uh, get new customers uh, because, you know, they could never, you know, read these signals, uh, you know, clearly in a unified way. So mm-hmm. we believe going forward in terms of the practices that will be used in digital marketing, I think we will see more unified marketing approaches. And this is where, you know, we, we you know, we'd like to see more convergence. We're starting to see some good, uh, you know, green shoots in that front where uh, some companies are starting to converge how their uh, trade marketing, which is the traditional in-store marketing and digital marketing is now mm. combining together. And especially when we see some of the industry dynamics happening around, you know, this privacy first, uh, you know, uh, models coming with third-party cookies going away. I think the need for that is going to be much higher, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in terms of how you combine your in-store or the traditional trade promotions with digital marketing and bring it together in a very meaningful way uh, to drive, uh, you know, customer engagement and media monetization. So that, I think that's one, one trend we're seeing is, Second, um, you know, the industry has talked about single view of the customer for a long time. Uh, I think now the need for that uh, to be really put into practice and not just into, you know, you know, just talk is is more, uh, you know, uh, is is very highly needed where you're really, uh, you know, your ability to first sense and map the intent of the customer, uh, you know, in terms of how it flows through from their search to their discovery, to their engagement, interaction, and transaction, and then beyond, the ongoing engagement, right? Uh The whole value chain mapping is going to be very critical. And, you know, we're seeing some good examples and some good technologies and solutions that are coming from the startup ecosystem that enable that, uh, you know, with the use of the right technology, with the use of AI, um, and some very smart uh, data analytics. Uh Uh, You know, how do you you bring that together? I think that's Uh what we're seeing. Another element that we're seeing in terms of the marketing is how a lot of the brands are starting to really focus on visual commerce. Uh, you know, we earlier talked about social commerce and, uh, you know, the whole influencer marketing. Mm. I think, um, you know, uh, with, you know, with the influx of TikTok, Instagram, you know, we're seeing, uh, you know, regional level TikToks also coming up now. I think, you know, the new segment of customers is all about, uh, you know, social engagement. And I think we're seeing definitely some more focus where brands want to integrate social commerce and influencer marketing uh, into their mainstream marketing efforts, into the mainstream digital marketing efforts as well. I think we're going to see some more uh, efforts on that in 2021 and beyond. Lovely, lovely insights. Those uh, On one of those points that you had mm-hmm. mentioned, building a single view of a customer without having data in silos. Uh, so how, how, do, how does a brand, uh, when there are so many channels that a customer engages with that particular brand from, how do how does a brand build a common personalized customer experience from all these channels 
So there are two ways. One is, uh, you know, th there's a business process view of it, and then there is a technology view of it, right? And there have been, uh, you know, for for a lack of a coherent strategy across the companies, or for the lack of not having the right tools or the right solutions, right? We've seen, uh, you know, issues happening. Uh, let me address the first part on the strategy front, right? Because for many of the companies, when they started their online channels, uh, the intent was to treat online as a separate business unit, right? Where the P&L, you know, the fulfillment logistics, how inventory was measured and monitored uh, was, uh, you know, many brands have traditionally used it as a different channel. And that for us, while it helped the online channel, it really cannibalized stores and it really created multiple single views of customer. So uh -huh. many of the companies, if you say, they will all say they have single views of the customer, but they will have multiple singles view of the same customer. And uh -huh. I think that's the that's a big uh, issue here. Uh -huh. So one trend that we're seeing is with the emergence of the chief digital officer roles in many companies, I think a lot of the bigger brands and even the mid-sized ones are starting to break down those silos. Uh, you know, uh, you know, across, uh, you know, what is called the traditional uh, in-store or, a, you know, retail business with mm -hmm. the commerce business or even marketplaces, right? All that is starting to come together. I think the, the key is when you leverage, uh, you know, technology and analytics, you know, having the true customer data platform, uh, a single yeah. view of the customer, right? And having the data lake. I think that's very important where uh, your ability to not just ingest all the data, but make very meaningful actions and insights out of the data is very important. Correct, correct. Yeah, that, that's that's what I was uh, trying to find out more on. How how can a customer data platform help you leverage all these meaningful points and finally give that experience that a customer wants? Uh, integrating offline and online, I think uh, that's that's something that brands really need to do uh, moving forward as well. Uh, Absolutely. So so on uh, on some of the metrics that brands uh, track uh, on what actually helps them attribute growth. Uh, so our e-commerce personalization benchmark report says that conversion rate has increased by 45% and cart abandonment rate has decreased by over 25% uh, for e-commerce brands that are delivering personalized customer experiences. So uh, apart from these, uh, what are some of the most important metrics that brands uh, track? Yeah, so another good question, uh, you know, Neeraj. Uh, See, um... One is we feel the, the traditional metrics that have been used, right, for, you know, uh, customer acquisition, customer retention and growth, they will mm -hmm. not go away, right? So whether it's your average order value, your um, average revenue per user, the customer lifetime value, I think they'll continue to have their relevance and importance in looking at, you know, on a term-to-term a -term or a quarter-to-quarter -quarter basis, how the brand is growing and engaging. Mm -hmm. But I think some of the other factors like, um, you know, I talked about VOC earlier. I think we we are seeing. Uh, so let me step back, right? If you if you look at uh, a customer service function of a brand, whether it's a you know a, you know a brand or a retailer, it's always been seen as a very operational uh, cost center. I think in the last couple of years, especially in the pandemic, a lot of customers and a lot of clients have realized that it is no longer a operation center where you you know you have a team of customer service agents just you know uh, just managing the transactions, right? So I think it, it, these are becoming from transaction to experience and engagement centers. Mm -hmm. And what that has done is, um, you know, the feedback that you capture, right? Whether it's around feedback on the customer, uh, you know, on the product, feedback on the transaction, the engagement, it's a product recall in case of a food, uh, you know, uh, you know, a company or or something else. I think all these are signals that you're picking, right? So a lot of the the I would say the progressive brands are realizing 
that you know uh, building that customer service functionality into the core digital uh, dna is very important because that's exactly that is your way of getting the pulse of the, your audience right mm-hmm. uh, who who are either your loyal customers who could be churning out or your one your potential vip customers who could be in the early stages of starting to engage with your brand right so i think that's where we are seeing a lot of focus so what we're seeing is um, you know there are some very interesting technologies that have come out in terms of where you go beyond the traditional chatbots and start to understand the intent of the customer map yeah. it to where the potential customer is in the journey in two ways one could this interaction be a you know be a potential vip client for me and second could this loyal customer maybe on the verge of churning out because he or she is no longer either engaged with my brand or we are not driving that experience that they expect right so i think um, you know we feel that in addition to the earlier uh, kpis that i talked about i think the customer feedback survey data uh, the voice of the customer i think these things will become even much more critical kpis going forward and they should uh, because that's your way of getting direct uh, you know uh, sentiment from your customers very interesting point that like uh, i'm sure these old uh, benchmarks not old benchmarks but the traditional benchmarks are not going to go anywhere but actually understanding the voice of the customer how customers engage i think metrics around that or actually understanding customer sentiment like gauging these points would also be very important moving forward uh, pretty sure uh, so on the customer retention engagement and acquisition piece uh, i've come across this stat which says that it costs five times more to acquire a new customer than to retain an existing customer and we know it's it's very difficult to uh, actually keep acquiring new customers so retaining customers is very important at the end of the day so how can brands predict something like a customer churn you have mentioned it a couple of times already a predict churn or predict that they are doing good engagement and ensure that they can retain these customers and make them become loyal customers right and i think it's similar to what i said earlier i think for every brand or enterprise going forward you know your core ability to first have a unified view of the customer first understand who you're dealing with and what's their intent why do they you know engage with your company and why do they leave uh, because there's enough data you know in fact i don't think there's uh, there's dearth of data available with any brand i think how do you uh, you know how do you convert that data into actionable wisdom i think mm. that's missing in many of the companies right so it's mm-hmm. all about how do you read the tea leaves between you know the intent of the client when they came to you for the in the first place right what were they searching for uh, mm. what was the discovery process right how did the user journey convert from discovery uh, the intent to discovery to engagement to transaction and then you know on a follow on right uh, is this something that could potentially be a subscription play or you know ongoing engagement versus mm. a one time uh, transaction right mm. so the, there are a lot of um, you know trends to be looked at i think and these can become the fundamental uh, pivots for you know how you define churn and how do you address churn uh, you know as a company and i think that's where we are seeing um, some good uh, you know uh, data you know play happening there are some technology companies that have actually done some very interesting work in terms of that you know when you have even a live interaction going on with your customer mm-hmm. you know, how do you do a real time or a near real time analysis of the customer sentiment uh, you know it could be using a nlp play using uh, some voice technologies and start to understand uh you know the uh, real time nps score for the customer so i think we see uh, definitely seeing some very interesting uh, way happening but yeah going back to your point um being able ability to understand the data and and understanding the trends to be able to predict uh you know a potential churn is very critical so oh, 
I think I think a lot of brands are uh, doing some great work on predicting churn because ensuring that they don't get churned out continuously engaging with them is something that every brand would want to do because it's a lot more difficult than uh, to acquire a new customer uh, so just to understand how dot connect uh, is helping retail and customers uh, consumer brands actually scale up what, what does dot connect do if you could just share some insights on that sure so dot connect uh, you know was was built on the fundamental you know premise of these two big shifts um, that we saw in the industry right one is the whole disintermediation of business in the retail and consumer space that we started to see and the you know that the role that we felt that the global startup ecosystem and the global tech companies can play in really driving that innovation right so you know our our goal and our vision is to bring uh, you know to build a open innovation ecosystem and i want to stress on open innovation because it's not that the retail and consumer industry has not innovated always right it has been built on innovation but innovation has always been very siloed it was either uh, you know all around a particular tech stack that one of the large service providers or a large software company brings or it is in house innovation that a very large retailer does right i think going forward as you know business becomes more open it becomes more api more microservices driven cloud cloud kind of a business right we all are moving to industry cloud yeah. we see the need to deliver open innovation which will benefit the entire industry right which will bring capabilities that will uh, you know bring uh, you know benefit to everyone and that's where we want to be we want to deliver we want to build a b2b solution marketplace that will drive open innovation and for all of our stakeholders right that stakeholder could be a retailer or a brand that is looking to innovate Uh, you know whether it's their new products uh, you know their you know how they engage with the customers the stakeholder could be a, a tech company or a startup that is looking to you know create meaningful solutions and grow globally and the stakeholder also could be a investor who is looking at some very relevant insights so that they can make meaningful investments and drive value for themselves and their shareholders right so it's about you know how do you bring value for all these three stakeholders the retailer brands the startup community or the tech companies and the investors yes. um, you know you know in this industry so i think that's that's the problem we're trying to solve as a company and uh, you know and then it's all about partners right we believe in the power of uh, startups and we believe in the power of partnerships and ecosystem and we we that's what the future is all about right the you know a vision for a retail industry cloud will be fulfilled by like minded partners and that's the ecosystem we're trying to build i think there's a lot of uh... lots to look forward to in this whole retail and e-commerce space moving forward i think a lot of transformations are definitely bound to happen with with whatever is going to happen in the world uh, post the pandemic and how we emerge in the new normal so uh, we've discussed some of those points earlier as well in the earlier podcast as well on how uh, the change would happen from online to offline or offline to online but i think uh, dot connect would play a huge role in helping the startups the retailers and the investors scale up in the near future absolutely thanks a lot chandan uh, for all your interesting insights uh, i am sure all the listeners would have a lot to take back from this discussion uh, it was great having you on this discussion chandan thank you neeraj thanks for your time and thanks to netco team for uh, you know delivering some very interesting insights on personalization and in industry it's always refreshing and good to see some great uh, insights coming and to your listeners uh, wanted to thank on our behalf as well and if there's any questions we always love to have um, stimulating conversations and uh, you know with the right kind of partners so always happy to connect thank you so thanks chandan thank you once again for your time 
Thank you to all the listeners for tuning into this discussion. For more such interesting discussions, follow our channel for regular updates.